This is the No Strings Podcast with Rel Simon. What's going on, listener land? This is episode four of the no strings podcast with your boy rel simon and this is an impromptu episode but well deserved with my guy on my left edward doxson the guy who actually got me into the podcast game mr dreams by any means himself what's going on man what's good with you bro man as i start every podcast this is time i am ready to go i am ready to go Let's go! Woo! <laughs> Let's go Let's with it. this episode, man. <laughs> this is No Strings Podcast. So, hey, needs a little introduction. Go ahead, man. Take the floor. Yeah. Tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and everything. No, for sure. Um, first and foremost, thanks for having me on the show, bro. Um, I'm Ed Doxon. Edward Doxon, the third to be exact, where everybody mm-hmm. know me as Ed. Mm-hmm. Um, born and raised in Washington, D.C., grew up in between Southeast and Northeast, like, you know, over 17th Mass, people know 17th Compton, between 17th. there and the Northeast area, Fort Lincoln, Gateway, Langdon Park um, area, whatnot. So, yeah, you know, born and raised in D.C., um, you know, uh, like many people coming up in D.C. went through a lot of the challenges that come through D.C., whether that's the school system, neighborhood. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever came with a lot of urban city stuff, but uh, I never regret growing up here, man. Like, I feel like this city prepared me for any and everything in the world. Um, you know, I know we'll get into it a little bit later, but even like just being able to navigate through my career, moving state to state, yep. going different places, going away, like, I felt like, you know, this city really played a role in that. So, um, yeah, man, you know, I'm just uh, uh young, <laughs> about to be 30 in a couple months. Man, so, dirty yeah, 30. You know what I mean? So, it's, I'm getting that, I'm in that phase right now and just, you know, I would say uh, uh, observing, restructuring, looking like what I want the next 10 years to look like. Right. Making better decisions, sound decisions, getting more involved, spiritual, financial, you know, mental health, physical, all that type of stuff. So um, I feel like, honestly, I feel like I'm just like, you know, an older guy told me this before, but now I really understand. I feel like I'm just starting life, like the real phase of life. You know, when they say 20 is for learning and doing all that stuff like yes yeah, for learning but also you know making smart moves investing all that but i feel like man the last 10 years like i've done so much i literally did everything i said i wanted to do before 30 um so it's like now it's like you know like a uh, nip say i reached every goal i had to sit back down and rearrange that list like that's how it is now you know going into 30 this next decade gonna be so important so yeah man it's you know i'm here <laughs> it's funny how you, you look at things in the back you said your last 10 years and for me for those listeners, you know, I always talk about 2017, four yeah. years ago. What happened? 2017, at a low point in my life, but I started to, t- to turn things around. Look at where we are, 20, look at where I am in 2021 now. Right. Being able to do this, write articles, do podcasts, talk about finance and everything like that. And we are definitely growing up. We're growing up uh, in front of each other, there. man. <laughs> we get up there, man, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about your uh, previous career and your current career now. Yeah, yeah. So my career, um, you know, speaking about growing up, like, you know, in D.C., um, that experience had motivated me to go to school to study social work. So I chose to study social work um, for the simple point. I I was trying to figure out what should I major in, you know, what should I major in and all that. 
And um, I was thinking business, marketing, like, you know, I'm going by what yeah. college looked like. Oh, go to school, yeah. business briefcase, you know, get a job, call it. Like, but um, I was in freshman form. Shout out to Delaware State University. Um, Delaware State? The, yep. DSU alum, S. Renee Smith. She had a book called There's More Inside. And it was a quote in there that said, when you find your pain, you find your purpose. Mm. And that quote stuck to me, you know, thinking about uh, rest in peace around Harris, you know, my uh, best friend getting killed. 2008 a lot of friends getting killed locked up all that type of stuff so i've carried that with me to college with like some survivors remorse with some dang i wish they could have been here whatever but that quote spoke to me like okay you need to major i was looking at social work or psychology like you need yeah. to major something that you can learn some tools and gain some you know practices to take back to your community so fast forward that dale state after I graduated, my first job was actually in the human resources. Uh, gotcha. Took a, 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 like I said, DC preparing me to just, you know, DC mindset. Like we just, we 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 fearless. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yep, yep. fearless. So it was like I, I moved to Vegas right after school, twenty three. Ain't no nobody working the HR. Got out there, um, you know, and hated it because I didn't do any research or nothing prior to moving homesick. Mm -hmm. You know, you fresh out of college, so I was out there worked a couple of months. Came back to the city because I got a job working with Mayor Bowser doing community outreach uh, right. for War 6. So that career was, you know, really hands hands on the ground, you know, community work, constituent services, um, meetings, town halls, taking the mayor on community walks, like all those type of stuff. Like really, really great experience, you know, uh, uh, hectic and demanding, but great experience. So while I was there, I'm getting experience, I'm learning things, I'm thinking about my past HR career, I'm thinking about what to study in. While I was there, I uh, applied to grad school, mm -hmm. got into Towson, got into Georgetown. Now, for me, you know, of observing yourself, I knew, I was like, I'm not doing grad school in a nine to five. Like, that just wasn't realistic for Probably me. too demanding. Yeah, man. I was like, bro, it's a wrap for that. So, yeah. my thing was like, I'm applying for some of these schools, but let me see what they talking. So, applied for Georgetown, applied for Towson. Got into both. Towson offered a full ride. It was a no-brainer. Packed up, moved to um, Baltimore. And I know this is a long, extended question, but I'm just giving you, you know, how to career. So, yeah, nah. packed up, moved to Baltimore, studying human resources, full-time program, I'm a grad assistant, still in the office of civic engagement and social responsibility. So, you know, still picking up and fulfilling that passion that I had to work on the community level. Um, and while I was there doing HR internships, so my first internship um, while I was in grad school was actually working at Caesars Entertainment with Horseshoe. Um, this is right out in Baltimore City doing recruiting, yeah, yeah. Um, community outreach, um, and those type of things. You know, shout out to Elise Dorn, my manager um, that was there. Amazing, amazing manager. Um, you know, amazing team there. Kier, Chris, Antonio. Um, you know, just an amazing time. So, was getting that experience. And while I was there, I'm still looking at other opportunities. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm getting recruiting experience. You know, an internship is a couple months, so it could be expend, extended. Yeah, probably about six months. Or yeah. Or, yeah. But this was like my spring internship, and I'm getting credit for it. So I'm like, all right, let me see what else is out here. So I'm Googling in the office, top internships 2018. Rolls Royce come up. Rolls Royce North America, you know. So think Rolls Royce. First thing is a car. So I apply. Boom, apply. You know, they flew me out to Indiana, interviewed. So it was like, this is a compensation and benefits internship, different experience. Um, and they placed me in the office in Reston, Virginia, right in Reston Town Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say um, when I was there, that's when my whole view of HR changed. Like, I put on a global hat because I was with a global company. And you're having meetings with the people in, um, from the Africa team, the Brazil team. Um, they're based in Indiana. You got people in Cali, Ohio, all this type of stuff. So that's when I, and, and the VP, um, at the time of HR, Summer Smith, um, you know, she was a really, really great person. Shout out to Summer. 
um, you know, how the office was set up, you know, you could sit wherever, but a lot of times I sat next to her. Um, she gave me a lot of advice, mm. um, um, you know, like just, just really, and, and I think, you know, just seeing it, you know, when you're seeing like a black woman, someone, or a black man, someone who looks like you in those positions, it kind of gave me motivation. So yeah, while I was there, bro, um, just was soaking up game, meeting with people, got to yep. sit down with the CEO, Tom Bell, yep. um, great guy real down to earth, you know, gave me a lot of great advice. And one thing Tom told me, he said, you know, change is something that we can't avoid. He said, you're not changing, you're dying. Oh. And that's how I like Say that know, again? If you're not changing, you're dying. You're not like, changing, you're dying. Stop it. So I right. <laughs> so I always had, you know, took that in the mind of like, you know, because that's a part of the workforce, especially human resources, a lot of change every day. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, from there, man. Embraced it, um, you know, went through some more internships, went back. I finished my grad program a year and a half, mm -hmm. and I um, went from Towson to which was with City, um, doing human resources work um, with City. And um, another story, like they hired me to go to Mexico City mm -hmm. and accepted that, but ran into some visa issues, so they didn't get to take advantage of that. But I actually went over to Mexico City for a month. Then that's how I landed in Florida because that's where the regional office was. So Man, once I got there, it was cool. Are. Yeah, <laughs> you well traveled Vegas and Baltimore, By Mexico any means, City, man. and everything. So before you, as a growing up now, let's rewind it a little bit. Let's talk about growing up in childhood from your view. I was yeah. on your podcast talking about how right. I uh, grew up with um, with Lola and them, and right. Lil and everybody, and um, how I grew up with the shotgun shoes and Markel and everybody. Yeah. Talk about uh, your childhood from your view. Not only from because a lot of some of the time you spent at sixteen twenty one, but a lot of the time you was also with your moms and your grandmas and things like that so talk about right. your childhood from your view yeah. alright okay okay let me <laughs> see that it's on. funny my father just said to pick me and him back in the day oh man <laughs> but um yeah man Wait, is that me that yeah that's you that's me what's up my shirt dog young and Ray you had oh, that cut off still skinny young though I used to stay wearing them sleeveless oh man big Papa pump joints oh my goodness shotgun shit but now nah, talk about yeah talk about um you know growing up 1621 from your view yeah, man, me growing up, 1621, from my view, man, it was good. Um, it was a sense of community. Um, neighbors, everybody knew each other. Everybody, you know, they could correct you. Um, yep. Everyone was cool. So, you know, my point of view, it was great. Like, you know, uh, the neighborhood itself wasn't the, the best, you know, like any neighborhood in D.C., but, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we had stuff happen around there, drive-by, all that crazy stuff that happened everywhere. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we was in our own space. And then also, I think, too, back then, the older guys did a great job of like, look, we over here, y'all over there. You know how it was. Yeah, what 1621 yeah, was that yeah, yeah. we knew not, if you go to where Janera and them lived at, that yeah, cut, back there, that's where yeah, everybody yeah, was doing yeah, their thing at. Yeah, so it was yeah. like anything was bound to go. We didn't see police chases there, you know, shootouts, whatever. Um, so it was like, for me, but to think about, like you said, from my view, when I was just talking to my man about this other day, mm -hmm. growing up, I... I just thought that stuff just came with life. Like, I thought that was just normal. Like, because yeah. that was our reality. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, go outside yeah. the police pressing somebody out or chasing your man, big brother, or locking somebody up. And you thinking, you know, it just become like it's normal. Once you get older, like, no, nah, that wasn't normal. So, for me, though, it was good. And the, the determining factor for it being from good to bad was that I had my dad in my life. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we was we was outside all day. Yeah, we pretty much And, like, was. we was kids doing kids stuff. But... Yeah. Everybody we hung with wasn't a good kid. They was bad kids. Some people took them other route. So for me, having my father, man, and like not just the di the discipline fact play, definitely played a role because I knew like, all right, you mess up, you know, you gonna get that body beat soon as you get home. But the experiences that he provided me with, bro, like wrestling, being there, right. giving me allowance, you know, 
being on my, my, my tail about taking out the trash, doing this, and, like, I now understand the skills the older I get. Like, you know, dang, like, he really was te- like, trying to teach himself. So, for example, my father used to give me, like, $20 allowance. Yeah. Then it came to one point, he was like, look, I might have started giving you $10 allowance only. So, I'm blown, I'm beef. I'm like, what? So, then it was, like, six, seven months passed by. Then he pretty much was just taking that 10 and saving. Yeah. He was yeah. like, look, I'm just showing you, like, you save your money. This is how you stack it up. It's funny you bring Let me do a quick statement. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up. Remember that time we went to Union Station and Lola gave me $20? Oh, yeah. Spent it on Pokemon card. Pokemon card. <laughs> I came back with 11 cents and she whooped she me. cut him up. She whooped me and cut him up. And, and Lita was crying at everybody. And you, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? I, looking at it now, yeah. I would have whooped myself too. Yeah, Spending yeah, yeah. $20 on that. I, you, Pokemon you, was lit. Yeah, bro. you uh, <laughs> buy something to eat with five of it, invest five of it, do right. something, save five of it. We'll I would have with it. But we were kids back then. Yeah, we Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Nah, we ain't really know. But yeah, so, um, yeah, like, yeah, my view of, you know, my childhood, man, it was, it, was, it was great. And then my view of my childhood, it was a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. I, I was exposed to, but I didn't know. So I'm saying, like, as I get older, you know, looking back, or maybe you now have these adult conversations with family, whatever, and it's like, you didn't know, like, such and such was on drugs, or such and such was here, in and out of jail. Like, you just ain't know. So, for me, I would say, man, it was a great, diverse experience. Like I said, growing up on that southeast side mm-hmm. and that northeast side, my grandmother's side was kind of more, it didn't really get, like, a little more, like, I would say, like, you know, violence and stuff till I kind of got 10 years, but... That side was always kind of more chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then my father's side was more turned up. And even the household was different. Where, like, my father's side was regular, regular, him, his homies, chilling, you know, maybe having, like, drinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. watching that's TV, that's you know, all that type of stuff. My grandmother's side, it was religious, you know. Oh. It was when you come over here Saturday night, you getting ready to go to sleep by 10 because you got church Sunday. Right, right, you right. need to study your lesson for Sunday school. Like, oh, and man. all of these experiences are good because, see, like, to this day, bro, I tell people without Sunday school, I wouldn't have the public speaking skills I have. I wouldn't have the confidence I have. You talking about a little kid having to come to church, uh, you know, don't know the lesson, get 45 minutes of study lesson, go downstairs and speak in front of the church and recite this verse and recite the points. Yeah. You know, so for me, like, when I look back on it, like, that's how it's, like, always kind of, I know it's a natural thing to stand in front of the crowd. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man, like, my, my, my view as a child, you know, my childhood, man, it's nothing I don't regret. Um, shout out to my parents, like, just giving me amazing experiences, man. You never forget it. And, you know, how mom doing? How pop doing? Man, they, they good, man. Mom's is good. I was just in, you know, crib with mom's chilling. Pop's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they doing well. You know, mom's taking control of health. Pop's on his health tip. Mm-hmm. Father's Day, you know, I got like a weight bench. He working out, okay. You know, asking me questions and stuff like that. So yeah, man, they good. But I'm always just telling them like, only way I can't repay them until I have a child and children, right? And then I try to do it ten times better than what they did. And now when you become an adult, it's like you appreciate what your parents, your guardians, grandparents, whoever. You appreciate what they did so much more because you understand what come with adulthood. And you like, yes. dang, like y'all really was sacrificing. Like, and yes. I was just thinking it was cookies. And like, now you see why they was like, I just asked you to go to school and get good grades. Because, yeah, you know, they yeah, out here yeah, working yeah. job, two job, paying bills, yeah. all that stuff. That's the least you can do is get, get straight. <clears throat> yeah, like now I understand that somebody's always saying that. Like, man, I just asked you to go to school and get good grades. And I'm like, I see why. Like, man, you working 12-hour shifts. You try to pay bills. You know, you got all this stuff going on. So, yeah, man, definitely great, great childhood and, you know, great parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, big homies, whatever. Like, I'm yeah. definitely, you know, grateful for that. I appreciate your father, too, because he'll, he'll text me here and there. Um, yeah. I've sent him some of my podcasts, and I've, uh, Good man, I, man. Uh, he's read some of my articles, and he'll text me, hey, man, you got any tips about, like, retirement? You got any things about that? So I, I like that 
he's been kind of reaching out to me here there for right. things, and I'm still learning and growing. I'm able to like provide some pointers with him. Yeah. Um, let me get into the podcast. Your podcast in one second, mm-hmm. but talk about any uh, current projects or side opportunities that you have uh, going on currently. Um. Projects or side opportunities. I would say, man, I mean, my main focus is kind business of business ventures. Or yeah, I, I, so I do have a, a, a business that I it's on pause now. The plans I just been well, I wouldn't say it's on pause. I'm still doing research, but I'm planning to start a skincare business. Yeah, okay, um, yeah, yeah. soon, you know. And it's been something where people think like, oh, you trying to be like Pharrell? It's like, nah. Like anybody that know me, but mainly probably my family. I just always kind of been mindful of you know my skin. Mm-hmm vitamins, health, workout, and like, shout out to my grandmother. This came from my grandmother. Like okay, My grandmother okay. would be doing Tabo when I was young, working out the house, running, walking, always doing well, she fruit. She was super diet. fit. She was on her Charlie yeah, Collie SoCon. Yeah, though. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, cleaning her face and stuff. So I think as a kid, um, I took like, you know, pride in it, like just my image. Yeah. Um, so when I started playing around with businesses and, you know, people say you should get entrepreneurship, I did want to do a clothing line, like not to knock people start clothing lines, but I'm like, you know, I like fashion, but I'm not You're cliche. Yeah. I'm, yeah it's like, I'm not so passionate about it. Oh, okay. So I was okay. thinking about what do I do in my time for free? And it's like, it'll be nice, bro. This, I came up with a business I did last year when I was home and I was like laying in the bed and I'm like, I'm always looking up. I, cause for one, we African-American, so our skin is different. So all that chemical, expensive stuff, it don't always work the best for our skin. So I'm up home, I'm at my home looking at, you know, all right, what can I, you know, what moisturizer can I use? Shea butter, what's this, what's that? And then I got more deep into it. Like when I started growing a beard, yeah. I started, you know, when you get a beard, you deal with like breaking out and all that. So I started yeah. dealing with that. So it kind of, you know, going to my dermatologist, it kind of made me like look into stuff more for my own good. But like even beyond that is like, I just want to, you know, be in that space. And like, I think for me, you know, shout out to Emma Washington Career High School. My goal used to be, you know, I was going to, my path was going to do barbering. I was going to go from barbering and I was going to, I had this thing, I was going to open a barber shop and that's still a long-term goal. But when I started looking at barbering, you know, classes, because I learned like, oh, to own a barber shop, you got to still have your license, even if you don't want to yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah. So then I see some programs that had cosmetologies. Then I would see they would, you know, part of the barbering program, they would teach you how to do facials and stuff. So then I started looking into, you know, it's looking like, oh, skin school and all that. Like, like oh, you know, just diving into it more. So I came up to the point and I was like, yeah, like, you know, I'm trying to start my own skincare line. Because it's like, you know, they say do something that you love and yeah. do something that you don't mind in your free time. Then when my friends started giving, you know, like, man, you got good skin, you know, you do got a little glow. Or they asking me skincare issues and all this different type of stuff. It just like made sense, man. And, you know, I ain't going to drop the name now because... Yeah, nah, nah. Nah, because I was, but like, I I mean, I'm saying I ain't gonna drop the name now because, like, I like I said, it's on pause. I don't want nobody to steal my name. (laughs) But um, it's a catchy name. It relates to the podcast, Dreams by Any Means. And not even the podcast. That's my Instagram, Twitter. That's my brand. Right. So it relates to that. Um, But yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to getting it off. You know, I'm probably not even probably. My plan is to start with a cleanser. I'm not going, you know, uh, uh, chew more than I can. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna do that. Like, I'm gonna start with a cleanser. Mm-hmm. And go from there. So now I've just been researching. I've been supporting a lot of black skincare brands. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed two people who own the skincare brands on my podcast. I ordered different brands, um, um, you know, to, to, to use for myself. Then I, 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 I um, you know, observed them. What's the packaging like? Mm-hmm. What's the ingredients? Is it this? 
Um, did it break easily after a month of using? Did the label fade? Yeah. And that came from, you know, Vice and my grandmother. She was like, yeah, the people that started Walmart and all that, I was reading about it. She was like, they all said they studied their competition for years. So then they found a competitive advantage. So for me alone, I think my competitive advantage, uh, you know, people, because some people say it's a disadvantage, but yeah. it's just being a male yeah, in the industry yeah, yeah, yeah. that's female dominated, being a black male, you know what I'm saying, being a straight black male. So um, for me, it's motivating, but for me too, I think it's an area of opportunity. Like, okay, you know, people that come from my walk of life, my network, people I influence, like, y'all got to get more serious about this. Like, because it, it's, for one, it's like, I, at the end of the day, everybody want to look good. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody yeah. want you don't want to walk around. As, as, I think as men, we gotta pay more attention got, to that. For me, like I, I still I, I get eczema here and there, and even last year I got shingles. I, I don't remember mm, if I ever told you that. And yeah. shingles, I, you can't. It, it can affect your skin, but it's more dormant based off of if you had chicken pox as a child. Right, right. And I was like, I was sick around the, this time last year, a year ago. I had oatmeal baths, and I had to be on antibiotics yeah, for like oatmeal a week. Good for you I was too, like, yeah. I never had no fucking shingles before. Yeah, what yeah. the hell is this? And that's what people don't realize, bro. And that's why I'm so into it is that because. Bro, on top of the skincare thing, and this is where I'm getting education in, it's not just about the stuff that you lathering up, putting on your face. Right. The, the stuff you put in your body and open your body is more important. Right. Smoking dries out your skin. Yeah, Drinking messes with drink your skin. Sodas. Right, right, Fried chicken. Right. Sugar. Excessive sugar. Sodas, right, how you right, break right, out. Right, right, So right, if right. you're not drinking water, if you're not getting fruit, right. you know, it's so much food. Like, it's some people, honestly, they probably don't even have to have the best skincare routine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, if yeah. they put in the right stuff in their body, that's how you keep that youthful yeah, glow. Yeah, yeah. That's how you keep that. So like you said, too, it's men. Like, yeah, men, you know, even some of my friends they joke around with it like yeah a little female lane ah whatever but it's like yeah. nah like and for me i think you know being a male like you know in, in the industry too is like it's an area where like you know like nah like we got to take care of ourselves too you know what i'm saying like especially as you get older you know what i mean like you think about that so yeah man that's really like the main besides the podcast that's something that's on pause that's what's up, um man. but i definitely like not even think i know i'm gonna take off with it man like i got a big yes. vision for it go for it getting celebrities involved uh everything bro like go for it because one thing about it and the old i'm getting man you know when they say not to toot my own horn sometimes we gotta toot our own horn mm -hmm. um i believe that i am creative um you know like and since a child like it just you know think back on things mm -hmm. one of my biggest uh, I would say things that hinder me is just like a lot of people just being lazy. You know, you saying just talking, talking, yeah, but not having the behind. actions yeah, behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, that's how I was. Like, you know, we talk and talk, talk a good talk, but then you don't have the action behind it. So I know for me, like, you know, that's why now it's just like I said, just spiritually, financially, mental, physical, working out. Like, I'm just trying, bro, before February 21st, 2022, yeah, I'm trying to be in the best shape ever. And it ain't about shape, physical, working out, like just mentally, uh, my emotional intelligence, everything. And um, it's going to be key for me, you know, being an entrepreneur, working in business, all that stuff. So I think it's important that you set goals for yourself. When you think about how like I, I became debt free this year, and I'm, yeah. I was thinking like I started saving for a home. I don't really know where that home is going to be, but in terms of my 2022, for me right now, I'm saying like um, in terms of in terms of my net worth. Yeah. Um, I do have a, a, a five figure net worth, but I think like as a goal for me right now, 2022, I want to have a six figure net worth. Okay. And, and, that, and that's just not saving saving 100 grand or whatever. Investments, I'm talking about investments, it retirements. And yeah. I, I'm going to tell you about everything that I'm invested in I'm in, in a short while, but as a combination of everything right now. And right now, like, and this is No Strings Podcast. This is my podcast. You know, I'm, 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 I'm close to that mark. I'm not there yet, but I think in 2022. And just, just to be able to say, like, oh, man, I have this as a Close to the uh, six? Close to the six, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. 
Um, so we're going to get into talk about your podcast. Before we get into that, though, just a reminder, this is episode four of the No Strings podcast with Rel Simon. Yes, episode yes. title, No Strings with Edward Doxon. This podcast is available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just search the name No Strings, No Strings with Rail. You'll find it, man. You will find it. So let's talk about your podcast. You're the reason why I jump started because I had so much fun being a, being a guest yeah. on your podcast. Yeah, talk, about, <laughs> talk about your podcast, The Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station. Yeah, bro. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's like, um, the, so people, so people always ask this, and I actually just told somebody this last night. But long story short, the podcast is a thing that I always wanted to start, right? Um, always wanted to start the podcast and whatnot. But my, my friends, we were supposed to start a music podcast. Yeah, I'm, wow, oh, good look. How does it work? That phone's not. Oh, no, you just said it on. Uh... Yeah, we were supposed to start a music podcast, I would say 2018, 17, something like that. And, um,. You know, like I was saying, like we just kind of play around with the idea. People kind of were saying, let's start it, let's start it. So I happened to one day, you know, like try to like say, hey, let's start a podcast, but it ain't really follow through. So went through with that, and I'm like, all right, you know, whatever, whatever. So my boy Reese hit me, man. Uh, shout out to Reese. We went to Dell State together. Reese hit me up, and um, Reese was pretty much like, hey, look, man, I want you to, I want, uh, I want you to interview me. And he was like, I want to talk about the impact that prison has on people. Um, you know, post post prison once they get out. But he was like, I only want you to do it. Boom, boom, we could do it. So I was like, bet, bro, you know, I got you. This in the third. Like, I got it. So I hit him up. You know, I'm like, bet, let's do it. And once we end up doing it, um, once we end up doing it, you know, the feedback I got from it, and as much as I enjoyed it, um, it kind of prompted me to say, you know what, this is something that I think I want to take advantage of um, as far as, like, you know, like doing it. Like people always ask, hey, what's your goal with it? What you want to do with it? And it's like, it ain't no big goal like with it because it's like these conversations that I'm having with people on the podcast, these are conversations I would have on the regular, you know, with my friends. And yeah. for real, it was for me a little bit to expose people to my network. You know, people always ask like, oh, you know everybody or how you get this or how you do this or how's your mindset like this? Like it don't come from like just me being like, oh, I'm this, I'm ambitious, I'm going to go for it. Nah, it comes from... You know, having people, big homies in your ear, having family in your ear, having these different people around you who influence you and have a lot of game that they can share. So part of the podcast is like, I'm going to share this game with my people. And then also, um, you know, with content, like I follow Gary V a lot. And Gary V talks about like how we had the power to just produce content so quick so easy um yeah look at what you have here you have an ipad set yeah up. we got a phone we're, we we're can recording post this. on anchor yeah. on my phone and you're also recording on your phone right so, yeah so yes. quick and snappy and easy Nah, for real so it's like we had the uh you know opportunity to produce content so i also was thinking about that i was like you know man when i leave like i want something to be left behind not just pictures i want like some 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 advice some motivation to be left behind so it's like god forbid something was to happen to me mm -hmm. you know a couple years from now my little cousins my mother you your kids my kid whatever the case is click of a button they could tap into this they could listen to welcome home and listen to restory about coming home from prison they could listen to in, uh, move around about Monte's story of moving down to Miami and starting his own business and you know those different type of things so and um, going back to early when we talked about my career and my major and having a passion for community man it's just you know it's, I think it's the community uh, love in me that I have for 
you know, engaging people and working with people and all that. So, um, yeah, the main thing, you know, is, is the by any means is the brand. Yeah. And people may say what that means. So, Dreams by Any Means is my IG name, Twitter name, like I said, name of the podcast. I came up with that name in high school, right? I mean, that's in high school, uh, uh, college. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how the name came along because I just had a poster in my room, uh, MLK mm-hmm. and Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And it was like, mm-hmm. I have a dream and this is by any means necessary. And, like, I was like, I rock with both of these visions and I rock with both of them. Uh, both of their uh, visions, you know, MLK was more. I have a dream, nonviolent. Ah, 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 boom, boom, boom. boom. We gonna get this done. Mm-hmm. You know, education, knowledge. You know, uh, uh, kill, uh, kill people with kindness. Turn up a cheek. And Malcolm X was like, Nah, by any means, we're making this happen. You know, so that be my mindset. Where it's like, by any means, is like my thing. And I say any means, and it really means that by any means necessary, I'm gonna get what I want. I'm gonna do what I want. Had that any means mindset go after what you want and, and, and like grind so yeah man it's, it's been good man. great feedback from the podcast um it's a great you know, podcast great episodes yeah too. views are going up i'm gonna continue to expand it um i've been doing seasons i know next season i'm thinking about focusing on like uh just strictly dc people okay you know people from all walks of life in dc and um yeah, it's 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 cool. I enjoy it because I tell people like, how we talking now, bro? I, yeah, I w- yeah. It's times I'm, you know, people know I like to run and jog. Like, it's times I'm on my jog or walking, yep. and I'm talking to somebody for forty minutes, whether it's a friend, or, you know, if it's a quick check in or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's cool. Like people tell me, like it's just it's natural. Like even when I do shows, I'm like, let's let it flow like a conversation. Especially if I have a like me and you, like if I have a pre-existing relationship with the person, mm-hmm. I ain't really got to do too much research right. or too many pre-questions. But right. the people it's who I natural, yeah. Didn't know, you know, it was that. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like what you said earlier about how, you know, you're leaving a legacy and you're yeah. doing these things, uh, your community work. You got the podcast. And even uh, you you had God when you were, uh, in, in, as a child. Um, I just started going to church back in 2012. Yeah. And um, you are writing in terms of leaving a legacy. I mean, me, I'm starting with these podcasts and writing these articles. But I've also, you know, I got paintings sitting all around this apartment right now where if I were to go, put I mean you know my these paintings have been hanging up somewhere so I think it is important to definitely leave a legacy but also that your journey that your journey isn't over and I really right. like what you what you're doing I really love the episode you did with the with the chef like oh yeah yeah Jarvis shout out to Jarvis yeah yeah yo good East that's my good man down there in Miami man yep shout out to Jarvis damn you got me thinking about that food right now <laughs> for real man shout out to my boy man um do do you um worry about um clicks of views or the, the, the number of views because when I started the podcast I, I I think on average right now I'm getting like probably like 30 listens okay. probably mine is it's probably inflated because I probably listen about five times because I like to listen back to myself but yeah. uh, and I just tell myself I know the people around me my family's going to listen to it. I don't really care about if a million people don't listen right, to it right. do you care about that aspect of it or do you just you just put it out there for the world to, to see yeah I, I put it out there for the world to see I don't care about it of course like it'd be cool and like I'm yeah. always thinking about ways of marketing to reach a broader audience reach a, a larger audience um so i wouldn't say i care because even when i started it's like i wasn't really thinking about that i was like right. oh if my hood just listen to this i'm cool or yeah, like yeah, yeah. if my family just listen to this or people from dale state a lot like i'm like i'm straight but um i don't think about it because you know like i said when i started listening to gary v and watching a lot of his stuff and everybody listening y'all should tap into him if you into marketing if you into just branding motivation but he was saying, like, you know, he was had an interview. He has his interview. I'm going to send this to you, bro. He got this interview with Nipsey, bro. It was one of the best, like, okay. interactions I've ever seen in my life, bro. Just how the energy, like, they was talking in that room. And, you know, seeing two people from two different walks of life, 
but had so many similarities and understanding like concepts of how to be successful. And Gary was just saying like, yo, we had a power, we have the power to put out content, put out content. He said, I tell rappers all the time, you know, you should drop a song every day. You know, you don't have to get approved or anything. He was like, back in the day with a podcast, you have to go get this approved at a radio station to get a slot or something like right, that. Right, right. So my thing is that these shows that are there, for example, Reshow was posted January this year. But it's like, oh, right now I think it's probably like 179 views uh, on the uh, podcast, uh, probably like 90-something views on YouTube. But the thing is that this is accessible forever. Yeah, very, so very my thing is like, you know, what, what, you know, if you get, not gonna say if you get there, once everything takes off, you want people to be able to go look back where you started from and all that. So it's like the views going, you know, I feel like they're going to get there if they're going to get there. Um, but I know for me, it's like, you know, on a business side, like you mentioned earlier, just tapping into more marketing. Because at the end of the day, it just relates to marketing, um, you know, marketing, things like that. But, yeah, so far, it's been cool, bro. I don't really, you know, think about it. I love when somebody uh, give me feedback. Shout out to my boy AD. AD, man, gives me feedback all the time on how it can improve. You know, even before I got approved to be able to do the uh, sponsor segments, he was like, you know, you right. should think about putting sponsors or you should think about highlighting the book of the week or you should think about this. Like, always get every time. And then it's like, he's a subscriber. So, like, even when I post it, um, you know, he'll hit me up. Cause, like, I ain't never been a person like this is my thing. And I get everybody to own approach. I'm not going to send the podcast to everyone in my phone. I'm not going to rush your DM. I'm not going to be like, hey, take a listen. Like, that's annoying. That's tweaking to me because I hate when people do that to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you show an interest and you give a feedback, like AD, Anita, um, my grandmother, you know, certain people give a bar, you know, certain people that are giving me constant feedback. Yeah, I'm going to shoot you the link or whatever. But yeah, I ain't pressing nobody to listen to my podcast. I, bro, I, I don't even be listening to like a tons of podcasts. <laughs> or like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Somebody may send me some music to listen to. Like, you know what I mean? Or I might listen to it, but it's like, yeah, you know, hey, if you follow me and if you subscribe and if you know, like, you know, tap in with it. So what I'm saying is that I already know people watching. I'm just going to step up the market and engage them more and, and spark their right, interest right, more. Right. So that's why my uh, guests come from uh, such different walks of life. You know, whether people can come on here, learn about health, come here, learn about entrepreneurship, learn about corporate America, learn about whatever. So, yeah, I ain't, I ain't tripping out there because I know, you know, it's going to get there. And when it get there, I just got to be ready because, you know, what I'm saying the more views going to be the more pressure. Yeah, I'm definitely following your podcast. I mean, I get the little clip when um, uh, you when you just posted that six minute one the other time. Um, I don't know if you follow mine too. you get a notification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, OK, cool. I mean. It's, and it's just so I, I keep telling you this. We we, we just uh, met up. Uh, we we were at the same game, the Wizards yep. game with the Celtics uh, this past Saturday night on October thirtieth. And uh, I'm telling you, like it's just it's just fun. It's so fun. And how when I did the interview with Joel, even with the interview with you, but when I did the episode two with my boy Joel, um, fifty minutes felt like thirty. Right. An hour felt like forty-ish or thirty-five minutes, and th- things can kind of just breeze by. Um, so that's that's what's up with the podcast. So. This next piece, and of course, the podcast is about like finance, and I feel like one of the good ways for of success to be a successful black man, be able to have a good standing, be able to have that financial um, house and, and, that, and that network. And so, um, talk about your debt payoff journey. And if you're not on that journey right now, talk, talk about the, the the sort of debts that you have right now. You don't have to give an exact number. Yeah. You, you can say a lot or a little, however. Right, right. But you know, for example. Do you have credit card debt? Do you have student loan debt? Do you have personal loan? Do you have any other any other things like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Um, so my financial journey has been great. Uh, 
I didn't really get into, so when I started working with the mayor, that was 2016, um, you know, and I would say like had a big salary jump from leaving Vegas. I went from what I was making in Vegas to making like $30,000 more, you know, young yeah. in the city, you know, just trying to, you know, doing your thing, whatever. But long story short, I say that to say is that during that time, I had a guy by the name of KJ, man, shout out to KJ. Um, big homie, man, like, you know, pulled me up and telling me, like, you know, you need to be saving 30% of what you make. You don't need to be buying all these materialistic things. Telling me how important credit was. Like, people don't know. I ain't had no credit card in college. Like, I seen people go through the mistakes, swipe, swipe, swipe. And I just didn't know about credit. Like, not it's yeah. nothing against my parents or nothing. Like, they weren't having conversations with me about credit as a kid. When you growing up, especially right. in, like, where we grew up, you just thinking about the bag. Money, 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 money. Yeah, you get paid. But yeah. you can get all the money, but if you ain't investing it, or, like, yeah, you might have, you might got 100 k sitting at home under the bed. But if you ain't got no credit, it's certain places you can't get into. So, yeah. um, my debt for me, my biggest debt is student loan. You know what I mean? A lot um, or a little? Oh, it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? I look, I looked at it the other day like, good God. But that is an investment to me because those two degrees open up doors that wouldn't have been open if I ain't take out them loans. You know what I mean? Like they say, you got to spend money to make money. So when I was taking the loans out, I'm like, dang, I wish I had a rich parent or this super scholarship to do it. And I mean, compared to some of my friends, you know, I, I'm not ever ungrateful because, you know, DC, you went to a private school, but like I went yeah. to a public school yeah, for a yeah, college. Yeah. And with the public institutions, DC Tag, you know, you get the in-state tuition, pay the difference, DC CAP, all those different type of things. So my debt for two degrees compared to some of my other friends, man, I can't even complain about it. So it's cool. But really just that and then my car. No, I got a car in 2019 when I moved to Florida, which I, I ain't gonna regret, but I kind of was rushing to get in the car because I ain't had too much time to look around. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to just buy something for like five racks, six racks. But I ended up getting a car. But got a sweet deal. Low mileage, nice Lexus, you know what I mean? I always wanted the Lexus. Growing up, you see the older guys in the yeah, Lexus yeah, yeah. or the uh, Pop Avs, Buicks, you know, the, uh, the uh, Caprice joints they used to have. So I always wanted the Lexus. So I got a good deal on that. But I was even just talking to my mother last night about, I mean, realistically, I should be able to pay that car note off by the end of next year, um, you know, to get that out the way. And then, no, nah, credit card, like I said, I really ain't, uh, I, I never really, you know, whatever I spend on my credit card, like whatever my limit is, I don't never even get close to my limit. Yeah, yeah. And then getting that research and knowing, oh, you should only spend 20 to 30% of your limit. Um, I try to use it only for emergencies. I'm never using it for a zillion things. Um, so, yeah, like uh, that. And then, I mean, it ain't debt, man, but them Bamas over at DMV, I always owe them some money. <laughs> I mean, you can consider that a, a debt. Anytime you owe anybody something is a, is, is a debt. I, I bro, a lot of you not, bro. Yeah. From February <laughs> to now, bro, bro, I owe them, like, it's crazy how much I owe them, but, like, shout out to Murray for that amnesty program because, yeah, she put things on pause because the thing with DMV, not 30 days, your joint double. Okay. Yeah. But Murray will put that on pause, so D.C. government, they're going to get the money from me before. Uh, she thinks she put it December 24th or the 31st. So, yeah, other than that, man, it's just really the car note and the um, uh, um, 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 student loan. Yeah, car note student loan. Like, I'm not a 3-4 credit card person. Yeah. Um, I just never, you know, I've seen people kind of crash and, and had that credit and all that. And, yeah, I mean, you, you know, my, how my story was. Five, yeah. five credit card. I was $24,000 in credit card debt. Five credit cards. And, I, and anybody, bro, I'm a, I'm a spontaneous, emotional person. But if I have three, five credit, I'm going to be wilding. I'm gonna be going on trips. I don't need to. Yeah, I'm gonna be going on trips. I'm I'm the person to try to create the fun. Like if you know, if I got it, you you got it. You good. Like that's why I ain't never do that. And um, yeah. So it's like you know, man. Like for me, 
I'm really big on that financial piece now because now I understand credit. Like my credit score now is a 756. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping I could, you know, not even I'm hoping. At, I plan I'm to get to it. 810, I think. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to get to that 800, like, ASAP. And it's like paying that stuff off. Yeah, that student loan, I'm going to start chopping that down. Because um, even, and this is the thing, too, when you ask about financial. So when Biden and them originally stopped the student loan, I ain't just hop and be like, oh, I'm cool. I was still paying. Right. Because there was no interest out. rate. Right. That's what helped me out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There's no interest yeah, rate. Yeah, yeah. So I'm giving them that. that I'm paying like 420 a month. You know what I'm saying? Giving them that, giving them that. And like, end of the day, you know, it's like people be complaining and stressing over the student loan debt. But like, I, for me, I, just, I look at it like, dang, it's a lot. But I'm like, if I never went to these two institutions, I wouldn't have went through a lot of doors that I went through, bro. So I'm like, you know, I'm cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm going to give you a little, little, little taste of wisdom. I mean, like one, one of the top reasons for um, divorce or a lot of uh, issues when couples get married is that they're not on the same page financially or it's a lot of money issues. And so like, you know, you, you, know, you mentioned, um, you know, you uh, owe a little bit on the credit card, card note and student loans. And I think, um, you know, I don't know if you journal or I don't know if you take notes. I think you yeah, know, I do start, my, my notes on the app on the phone. Yeah, definitely start. But pen, pen and paper, start writing stuff down. I think your your path should definitely be um, go ahead and take care of it. By, like by the end of the year, knock out credit cards. You know, just you know, you know, may in, in, in definite emergencies go use them, but don't really rely on. Them. And if if you set the goal of twenty twenty two to pay under the car note, that's great. And then you know, start to start to get the wheels turning with that um with that student loans because. I keep telling people this, like, the less bills, the better. Like, if you imagine your life without paying a credit card bill, without paying the student loans, or without paying it, that's there's three less bills, and you could throw money at, at, at other spots. So I really want you to, um, you know, take care of that, the car and the student loans. I mean, take care of the car and the credit card. Mm-hmm. And start to knock down the student loans. Them things, them things will be with you forever. Taxes be with you forever. You're going to stay black. The student loans will stay with you. And public service forget, public loan service forgiveness programs, sometimes they work, but sometimes yeah. it's like if you would have started a public service forgiveness program ten, in <clears> 10, 10 years. Right, but you, you, you <laughs> if you paid it all, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you're aggressive, you're going to pay fact, it all. And that's fact, bro. And it's like, because I'm, I'm glad we're on this topic of finances because it's like, what you ultimately got to do is you got to stay down. You know, they say stay down and you come up or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I, I tell people, you know, I think Ross and Drake was responsible for this. When YOLO came out, you only live once. I think that was part of, like, financial. Yeah, people don't give a damn. People going out to Cabo and this and that and the other. And you got to have some money. You Like, I'm just sort of realized. Like, I know how hard it is. And even now, like, I, I don't have my part-time job anymore. I'm on my one, one job. I know how hard it is. Like, you can spend and blow money, but um, you... Just being able to build that wealth because it's it's just it's just so exciting yeah. when you start to open up these different avenues and it's, and I mentioned earlier about the different investments I have like I got my you know I got my my, my retirement account at work I got a separate uh, IRA account right I got a um um I started investing in real estate I got yeah. I got you know I, I got some real estate um small investment in real estate um um I, I even bought a little bit a little bit of just a little teeny bit of crypto but it's just yeah. so these many different things and there's so many different avenues where once you start to get your footing, that's the best way to accelerate your money by 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 investing, buying stocks, buying buying investments, and investing in real estate, man. Yeah, no, nah, for sure, bro. Like it's it's so important. That, like we we didn't learn a lot of this stuff at all. You 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 really don't learn it in college. Yeah. You really don't learn it at all yeah. in college. Like now, I, our parents sometimes was they ain't know they learned as they went. Right, right, right. So you know, like for me. I'm I'm grateful to have like those people like I mentioned earlier KJ like having those yeah. financial people people who are financially fit mm-hmm. giving you game staying on top of you 
and showing you the way like to get to it like man so i i you know like i'm all for having a good time enjoying the experience of this life though because at the same time man life's so short <clears throat> you know and i always say i would hate to die with a hundred thousand dollars in my account and just no type of experiences you know what I mean? It's a, it's a balance, and I watch a lot of YouTube, and yeah. I, I call you I call it YouTube University because I yeah. learn a lot. I think like I think you also have to think about this like, would you would you would would you rather die or like which which is more scary? Would you rather die with five hundred thousand dollars like retirement? Would you rather die young with that versus dying old with nothing with not shit? Which one is more scary to you? You know what I mean? I think f- for me, I mean, say, say the question again. I think, um, and I, I think I got the quote from, from the, the Money Guy show on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, um, they, they were doing like a Halloween themed episode. It's like, would you rather, like, which is more scary? Di- dying young with so much, so much money saved up or uh, uh, dying old or being old, right? Being old with, 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 no, with no money. Like, like just being old with no money, nothing saved up at all. I would, I would rather die old with nothing saved up at all. And I say that because, like, don't get me wrong, like, wealth and finance, that is a key. But, man, through experiences and, and, and age and wisdom, like, that's priceless. It's a lot of rich fools out here. So I, I think I would do that, but... I'm yeah, not I, saying. I think living old, bro. I think like like say you live to be seventy five, but you ran out of money at age seventy. Right, 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 right. I would be cool with it, cause I think it's like you know when they really say you know you can't take the money with you. We all know that, but we still want it. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, or like yeah. some people say, I'm putting it in my casket, but you can't take it with you. But you can leave it behind. But I think it's um, I, yeah, I, I would say that because it's like I just think experiences is, is is key, and I say that because like. One thing KJ, you know, said to me was like, man, I, I actually got a screenshot in my phone and I should bring it up to make sure. And I got a, I got pictures. I got an album in my phone that's saved under Stick Talk one on one. And it's pretty much like, you know, just great advice from people. But uh, KJ told me this, man. He said, spend your money on experiences, traveling, etc." He said, don't buy nothing. Ride your car to it fall apart. Um, you know, and pretty much was just saying save 30 percent of what you make. Um, also, you can pay off a portion of grad school without getting a loan. You'll buy a house faster and get to the real money. But long story short, I bring this up to say is that, you know, KJ thing was like, he was telling me like, look, if you save $800 a month, by the end of the month, this is how much money you'll have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take this amount from it and go on a trip. Yeah, Take the yeah. rest, stash it, invest it, whatever the case may be. So I think it's just about having a perfect balance. That's all I balance, say. Bro. It's yeah, just a balance yeah. because it's like... Yeah, save, save, save. Because I got, I got, you know, some big homies, they be like, man, I'm going to spend it. You know, some people be like, man, I'm going to live life like it's my last. And like I said, it's, it's tricky, but you just got to balance it. So one thing my grandmother told me, and I took advantage of it, and it's helping me now currently where I'm at in my life. She said, yo, when you get paid, pay yourself first. I don't care what bills you got. Of course, right. your rent and all that, you know. <laughs> well, right, let's, right, let's, right. You know but she's like, you got some bills or something like that, debt. She was like, you know, talk to them collectors. Because the biggest thing with debt collectors is, is communication. You know, I had some situations where I communicated with them. They worked out a better deal. I'm like, hey, I'm in grad school. I can't afford to pay for this right now. So it's just having that balance for real, bro. I will say for, for, for me, um, I'll say the, the, scary, the scariest thing is living until that age with, with, without no money. I know for me now, like, 
everything I've accomplished, I do want like uh, wife and kids and children and stuff like that. And I, 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 I have, you know, I've saved away money to, to be able to go to Phoenix, save away money to go this, that, and the other. I've got different savings accounts for, for different purposes. Right. I think like when you, when, when, when you outlive your money, um, I just, for me, I, I think that's the scariest thing when you, when you sort of outlive your money. Cause then like, cause you won't be working forever and you need to be able to, um, and then you see a lot, a lot of older people in the fifties and stuff that they, they go on, on boats and cruises and stuff like yeah. that. And so I think it's just important that we got to definitely, you got to have a balance, but also you can't really be living that YOLO, YOLO lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and you know, it's a generation thing too. Like I'm glad you just said that. Like our generation, like, so the older generation was raised in the sense of like, look, work hard, bust your tail for 40 years, then go retire in Florida or yeah. go do whatever, whatever. Our generation, like, nah, we're going to have fun while we grinding. We're going to have fun while we doing it. And um, I think it's cool, though, just because the sense of the older you get, man, this joint's short. Like, rest in peace to Sean Goff, uh, a mentor in D.C. of mine that I met, somebody who really helped me change my life and just pivot and, 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 and get into a space of, like, community and politics and all that. But yeah. Sean just died at 46 of a heart attack. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I be hearing different stories, like, all the time, but that's why I just said, that's why the health and all that is important. But yeah. also, too, if you believe in the high power, like, you know, like, it's, when it's your time, it's your time. So, um, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, like I said, it's just the balance. But even me, because it's like, you just mentioned wife and kids, it makes me think. I'm like, all right. I want to get married first before I have kids because I want to be able to travel with my wife. Right, right, So right, it's right. like, I don't want to get... I, this is my thing. When I'm older, when I'm 50-something, bro, I'm talking to my teenage, 20-year-old, something, whatever. The reason why I'm big on this now, I want to be able to share experiences with them. Like I tell you all the time, you know, push your kids, push your kids. And there's nothing. Your parents going to push you to be the best and tell you. But mm -hmm. if you could be an example and you could have that real experience and you like, hey, look, man, when I was your age, you know... Uh, when I was your age, this is what I was doing, or I was taking advantage of, um, you know, these different, uh, taking advantage of like these these different opportunities. It's a different ball game, so um, that's why the experience piece is big for me. You know, from career to traveling to even like I, I want to like learn a new language, like just having all that different type stuff under my belt. So once my kids come into the world. It's gonna be like, look, like pops was lit, so like you gotta be litter, you know. Look, baby girl, mom's was lit. Like we gonna be a lit family. Like ain't no half stepping over here. So like I, that's why I think the experience piece is key. And it's like when we talk about experience, I know when my time come to have kids, I'm gonna make sure they get you know whatever type of experiences that they can get, especially the ones that I ain't get. Like I said, when we was growing up, bro, it was stuff that happened that we thought was normal. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I really thought like the shootings, the incarceration, the friends getting yeah, killed. Yeah. I thought that was part of life. Yeah, I thought sixteen twenty, that whole block was my yeah. world. I thought, I thought I thought DC was all southeast. I didn't like expand my mind to X, Y, and Z. Then you travel, you meet people from different walks of life. You right. learn about their culture, how they do things, how they mm -hmm. up you bring it up, and you like, dang, I ain't never do that, or I ain't do that till I was this age, or you know. It, so it's like, man, experience is so key, but you you can't. Yeah. You can't keep these experiences. Um, I say this to say, like, for negative experiences, you can't let those experiences, like, determine your future. So as we talk about finances, like, just because your mom and your dad may have been in debt, that don't mean, oh, it's a cycle. Like, you got to break out of it. Right. Because that's how we break the cycles. It's like that one person from that generation, and you pass it down. But, yeah. Right, we're going to take a quick... I got two more questions for you. We're going to take a quick little pause. Okay. We'll be right back in one second. Take a quick pause, guys. All right, we're back. No strings. We're Ed Doxon. 
Just got a couple more questions for you, man. Um, you know, I don't know. I think you, you've given me some feedback. Um, I don't know if you had any takeaways or anything from uh, my articles or my podcast. Um, um, do you have any takeaways or questions in terms of my articles on my podcast? Or do you have any sort of pick your brain type of financial um, type of questions from either me or, or, or my grind that I went through? Or do you have just any questions in that realm in general? Um. Yeah, I I will. I think when I interviewed, I had asked it, but it was and you answered it. But you know, like just the question again, bro, because like myself, I'm a I get it from my mom and dad. My dad is more of a social person. My mom's a super homebody. Older I get, I be on my like homebody mode, but I'm yeah, saying I'm, that too. Yeah, but I do it though too, because bro, when I go out, I like to go out. I'm not trying to go out and be this in the third or reserve. Yeah. It's like we go out, we have a good time. Um, so I would say, like, how were you able, because this is the thing, too, you know, every time you try to take a shift, you're trying to stay down. If you say, I'm going to stop eating fried chicken today, right, yeah. on Saturday, your aunt going to say, oh, you want to go to Popeye's, yeah. I yeah. treat. Yeah. You know, if you say, I'm not drinking no more, you're for, oh, come out, man, I'm going to buy y'all drinks tonight. So right. I know when you took the shift of, like, I'm going to stay down, and then I probably bet you was probably getting invites, you was getting people trying to put whatever. But like, how do you fight? How do you fight that temptation? And like, you know, pretty much, it ain't about just going out to the club, but like, not making moves that are gonna like financially hurt you. Simple, ba- most basic two letters and O. Yeah. Just, 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 say, <laughs> just, say, just say no. But no, nah, I mean, I was I, I hung out here and there and, and stuff. I just, I just, I just, I don't know, man. It's just like four years ago. I keep, I keep telling everyone four years ago, twenty seventeen. Everybody already knows the story and stuff. But I just, I, I needed something, something to focus on and i still hung out here or there but uh part of it was i, I like again I, I don't have a part-time job anymore okay. I, I i had a part-time job i'm working 50 hours working friday overnights working every day um and so so you can disqualify friday nights from being being socially available in, in a sense yeah um but i just i just had a, a mission and a dedication and just a grind to just really get it out of my life i need something that i need something i needed something to anchor to and tether tether me down man and um it's just so it's just so important that that milestone is just so important because i couldn't imagine myself doing a podcast right now i'd be a hypocrite if i'm talking yeah. about oh get out of debt do this and that invest right, in right, stuff. Right. Yeah, and i, I wasn't it. and i wasn't out of that realm yet yeah um so i'm glad that i was able to do it but i, I was i was still able to hang out here there and I'm, I'm not like the biggest social butterfly i'm cool i'm chill i'm more like a Let's go to the hookah bar versus let's go to the club and be standing shoulder to shoulder. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be, be butt-butt with nobody. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, <laughs> you know, in you. no packed club. And and, um, and it just know. be too much going on. Like, yeah, you got to yeah. consider, like, bro. And, like, I, you know, we just mentioned the city we grew up in and people be trying to act, you know, like, oh, D.C.'s this new gentrification. Man, ain't that much gentrification. Yeah, I mean, let me take it back. It is a lot of gentrification. But what I'm saying is that gentrification in neighborhoods have changed but the stuff that's going on in the city ain't changed so you know like you gotta watch how you move because it's just a lot going on out here so i'm saying that'd be another part of two of going out and not saying that you know you going we ain't got nobody looking for us we ain't looking for nobody but man straight bullets ain't got no names and i just don't have time for the the bs like it's certain spots that i won't go to because it's like you know what's gonna come with it you know what i'm saying like and you hate it because it's some for for example i'll give you a thing of concerts Lil Durk, one of my favorite rappers. Mm-hmm. But when he came to DC, I'm not, that's just not my scene. Like, and there's nothing against people that's in that scene, but 
I ain't in that. I like to be in different crowds. I like to be in a different. Oh, J. <laughs> I like to be in a different space. Like so. Yeah, I mean, you you get old, you get older, and you you definitely evolve. There's definitely an evolution that you um, have, and it's it's just it's just key that sometimes you stay in your lane. And the older you get, you know, you you know, ten years from now, you may have children and kids. You you might not be out at the club, man. You doing family night with the family, and and, and or, or you doing date night with the wife. And yeah. so, but no, nah, I mean, it was just it was just important. And you have to like stick to those goals. Stick to those. Like I said earlier, I want to have like a six figure net worth uh, uh, next year. And you know, you say you want to pay down your car. No, you you do, you're doing this community work. You you constantly flowing and moving with the podcast, and you just need something to anchor yourself towards. So you can't be out here at 30, 33 with shit not shit going on. Yeah, you you got to have something, something to tether yeah. to right now. You really yeah. Do. You gotta you and you and you gotta. I think the biggest part of an adult is finding something that's bigger than you yeah more important than you and you know for some people that's when they become a father when they become a mother you know it becomes like all right this is my goal but like we don't got kids now so but that is something that's more important to me i'm thinking i'm not even thinking i know the moves i make today the decisions i make today is going to affect my family in the future and yeah, tomorrow yeah. it's going to affect my mm-hmm. family years down the line um so forth you know so i think that is the thing is like you know just being aware of that like you said like you don't want to be you know, we've seen it, unfortunately, you know, guys who grew up with us and older and, you know, they took the other route in life and it's like, yeah. it ain't nothing to show for the people. I always tell, man, shout out to um, Tony Lewis, man. He tweeted some years ago, bruh, when I was in college and mm-hmm. it related to me because when I was, uh, like I said earlier, when I went away to, went away to Dell State, like a lot of people, dang, like a lot of people, you deal with that survivor's remorse, right? Mm-hmm. You deal with that survivors and more so like, dang, um, you know, why did I make it? All this type of stuff. So one thing he said uh, that stuck out to me, he said, you know, the biggest, the saddest thing is when the only thing you have in common with some people who you may love or like a day one is uh, the past. You know, you may get with these people and that's all they topic is. They talking about back in the days, how it was, what could have, should have, could have. Yeah, yeah. But you can't talk to them about current events or talk to them about, there's all different stuff going on because yeah, they mind yeah. is that, you know, that comes from experience exposure, like you said, just buckling down and wanting to change. So, uh, for me... So change, change is inevitable. I mean, we, we all had change 20, during the 2020 COVID yeah, season. Yeah, pandemic. The, the blow of the blow. Very, 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 nothing, right, very, very, right, very, But right. But I ain't going to even say the blow of the blow because it gave me time to sit down. Yes. Put things in perspective. Um, hopping on Zooms with my family, talking about... Um, um, stocks and stuff, stuff that we wouldn't yeah, do. Yeah. That's People when I started was, buying stocks. I started yeah. grinding. That's when I got on my grind. And I ain't going out. I got clothes sitting in here. I ain't buying shit. So, like, right. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm chilling. I'm, 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 you know, you know, I'm saving money. I'm, I'm in, in here working from my makeshift shift desk and and being able to accelerate this payoffs and, and, and d- doing drastic, drastic things. Because I'm telling you, like, them, them, those Biden stimulus checks. Every stimulus check I threw at my student loans. Uh, my, I got an employee work bonus last year. I won't tell you how much it was, but yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even blink an eye. I threw that whole thing at the student loans because I was like, I want to get this out of my life. And that's that's how that's really the the energy you really have to have to have nowadays. You really have to you have you have to go for things that you that you want. If you want to do that business, that podcast, that this, that that, you have to go for you have to go for it. Honestly, you really have to. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I absolutely agree, bro. Because it's like, yeah, you you. You, when you get old, that's why I say emotional intelligence, bro, and just being your own. Like, you, you gotta. I, we was having this conversation every day in one of my chests. Like, 
if you don't know your identity, you're going to always struggle. Mm. Like, as an adult, bro, like, you know, Silas and I was talking about it, it was just like, man, like, if you ain't aware, like, and comfortable with, like, who you are, That's what true. you got going on, you're going to steady be doing different stuff, tapping into different stuff. That's true. Um, you know, just doing a lot for real. So uh, you're right, because I'm completely comfortable. Like again, four years ago, uh, you could you could argue that I, f- I felt like I didn't know who who I was in some respects. But yeah, I feel like now, yeah, I'm comfortable as to who I am, dog. Like no bull. <laughs> like you are, you are absolutely, you are absolutely correct about that. Right? And, and I know it feel good. Yeah, it definitely feel good. You get older, you have to, you know, be comfortable in your skin you, that you're in. Um, not to be a jerk to anybody or anything like that, but you have to know who you are. And it, sometimes it takes time for you to grow and develop and mold into that person that you that you feel like you were destined to be. Yeah, like it's, and it takes so much time because, like I said, I think we went the way to college and we had this understanding. This is we was going to go find ourselves, find our career, whatever the case it was, bro. But, no, nah, it don't stop like that. Like, 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 you know, people say life is a test, but it really is. You're really a student every day. So you got to show up and, and try to learn and, and, you know, learn what you can learn and continue to apply to life because it's going to be so many different steps you're going to go through, bro. And like this year for me, this year ain't go no way I expected it to go. But the lessons that I've got from these past couple months, bro, is yep. prices. Like, yep. so it's like I had to feel certain places. God set me down a little. Like I, I now get it. And I'm still going through it, but now I'm going mm-hmm. through it with my chin up, chest out. Like, all right, what's up? Like, this ain't nothing. Like, I know I'm going to look back on this year, whether it's two, three years from now, and I'm going to be like, if I ain't ever go through that, I wouldn't know how to handle this. Right. So I wouldn't know how to right. do that. So, you know, I ain't tripping. Any cool, means. Man. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, dreams by any means. No no <laughs> strings, means, you know. That's man. that's the mantra, you know, living dreams by any means. There are no strings on me. That's really, that's really what you have to think about nowadays. And speaking of strings, I like to end the podcast with my guests talking about their no strings moment and what is a no strings moment those are moments in your life where you felt accomplished free unburdened blessed or reinvigorated so if you have any that you think of maybe one or two sort of no strings moments where you feel like there are no strings on me in that avenue are you able to think of any no strings moment so you said yeah. freedom freedom unburdened uh, accomplished string let go burden lifted from you oh yeah 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 that's good bro my she probably uh i ain't gonna get too deep to it. she be trying to say i be putting her business on front street um my no strings moment was in 2015 so my mom got sick 2014 uh-huh. was down in atlanta with dsu you know i was doing the student government uh-huh. traveling all that so my mom was sick like most of my senior year um, so going through that still to this day has been the toughest experience for me. Yeah. And moms had got out of the hospital in February. Um, and by April, like she was back up, you know, walking, you know, went through like the rehab process and all the walking and all that back at work. You know, she was doing different, um, 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 you know, different doctors and stuff. And they're mm-hmm. saying like, oh, it's going to take this long for you to recover. Then like, it's oh, a couple months she mm-hmm. recovered. So that's like my no strings moment, like right there, bro. Cause like when my mom was down, bro. Bro, it's a feeling I can't even explain, bro. Like, man, like, just stay thinking back to that, bro. Like, I was just angry. I was mad at the world. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, thinking like, oh, roll up, get high, get fried. I was going to solve it. I'm in college going through it. Man, I'm student government president at the time, bro. Right. So it's like I got a lot on my plate, um, you know, during this time. It's my senior year. 
it being my it being my senior year, this supposed to be the lit year. This supposed to be moms coming up support me all that. So driving back to Georgetown, to Delaware, going to Georgetown Hospital. You know, my mom not married, no boyfriend. So like when it came the time for like decisions about procedures and health decisions, they was calling me. They was asking me, bro. Damn. So like. Bro, that 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 time right there was tough, but it made me. I ain't gonna lie, it made me a man, bro. Mm. And like, she was in the ICU one time, and she was telling me she looked at me like she was mouthing the words. She was like, "I need you to be that nigga." Like, and this is something we always say, but she's be like that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, you that nigga, you that boy. Like, you doing your thing. So she was like, "I need you to be that nigga." And that's what I did, bro. And you know, graduated, and she was at graduation, and you know, mom is healthy and living now. So that was my no strings moment. Amazing, man. Wow. Shout out to mom, man. Yeah, nah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to her, man. Hey, dude, before we wrap it up, do you have any more questions, anything, anything else, man? Um, Do I have any more questions? Yeah, any more questions, anything else? So, I would say, I do have a question, actually, because I'll get mixed. I have mixed answers for this from people. Uh-huh. Is it... Should you have more than one credit card? Like, because I only got one right now. I know sometimes people say you should have two, you should have three, you should have a business one, you should have this, you that, that. Like, is it a is it a personal choice? Is it a whatever? Like, I don't, because I'll, I'll be trying to figure it out. I'm like, do I need another credit card to boost my score more, or am I cool with just managing this one? Um, your your student loans definitely play play uh, impact on your on your credit as well. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, and, and my my high point again. I I, I had five different credit cards, uh, twenty four thousand dollars in debt, Macy's, Best Buy, this and that and the other. And so now at this point, I think I only have three because two of the accounts closed because I just don't use them and yeah. they like they automatically close. Um, and I and, and I'll be honest with you, like the only time I use my credit cards like. Uh, for travel, but then I'll, I'll pay it off for the next couple of days, or if I want to get some groceries, uh, right? Uh, to, to get the double points or the rewards, um, I can't. It's hard to give like a baseline baseline about how many credit cards, because the more credit cards and credit you have, the more you can get in trouble if you're not responsible with it. Um, you may, maybe you need one or two, and you know maybe one for exact exact emergencies, but that's where like you should definitely. Uh, save money for an emergency like if you have multiple 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 savings accounts if you don't have multiple banking accounts right now maybe open up one or two extra accounts if you do have them realign your sort of function i mean maybe maybe you got a checking account here and then maybe you got a, a fund for vacation and then you maybe got a fund for emergencies so that if you do have something crazy and you, you know you're driving a lexus you know flat tire you may need oil change you made this and this or that you can pull you can pull from that pool instead of always using a credit card but you should it's a I, you know, I, a, lot, a lot of financial experts, some people say no credit card, some people say have a credit card. I mean, you, you are where you are right now. Right. I wouldn't say don't don't overdo it too much, but also don't rely on it too much as well. You use the money that you right. get because you, you can save money. You never know. You, that's where you would just write stuff down. It's like you got money. You just got to know where it's going, you know? Yeah, and I think it's a thing too, like they always say, like if you don't, bro, a little bit of money, a lot of money. Like if you don't know how to manage a little bit of money, you're yeah, not going to know yeah, how to yeah, manage yeah. a lot of money. Um, so that yeah, that's for me. It's no lie. Like when I first got my credit card, even to today, it's sometimes, not even sometimes, most of the time, like I leave my credit card at home. Yeah. Of course, if I'm on a trip or whatever, it's the third. But like if I'm out in the mall, like I haven't had too many moments of like, dang, I gotta get this, I gotta get that, or I gotta get these shoes. But just to not get there, like you know, especially you not know, for all right, I got enough on in this checking account and that checking account, you know. But like you said, it's for emergency. But if I know, like all right, I got enough in my account, check. Like I don't need my credit card. Um. I would start using it like I pay certain bills on it mm-hmm. and then once you know come back around mm-hmm. send something back over to it because that was a lesson I had to learn I learned if you don't use it that don't help you like you know what I mean so it's like 
I'm thinking like, oh, well, like maybe I don't use it. But then I learned like, oh, if you don't use it, you know, it don't help you. So like, they, and it's like, if you, and the people that's just like, you got to know because like, I can see it, bro. They give me the card, start off, keep increasing. Like my limit right now is like 9,500. I remember them. If I was just loose and wild, and I've never like even went to 30%, like never. Like I, I really try to stay at 20, but it's rarely I even go over $1,000 a month on my Man, credit imagine, card. Imagine having a $9,500 credit card and you, your balance is at $9,000 and, 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 and the, the interest rate is at 26%. And by the time the bill is due, they, they charge you an extra $130. Yeah. That's how I used to be. I used to yeah. be fucking reckless. You used to be wild. <laughs> Yo, like, I, and I don't even remember like what I was buying, dog. Like, I don't. Like, and that's, and that's, that's how it is. That's how, that's how America is, man. It was crazy to be like, even when I look at my statement now, it'd be like, You'll go through, see what you spend. You be like, okay. Yeah, then you see that yeah. pendant. You be yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's about yeah. to be an extra four hundred added yeah, on to that joint. Hey man, I think we've just about covered everything. Yeah, you know, and we can if, go all night. <laughs> yeah, for the people that's stuck with it this long, look, either living living this track or this track, or living both tracks. You know, living dreams by any means. There are no strings on me. Whichever one you want to say, whichever one you want to do or live. Hey man, we're all here. We're all here to motivate everybody. And I got the guy here. Mr. Dreams by any means. Man, before we close it out, promote yourself, promote your socials and everything like that. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, dreams by any means. Instagram, dreams by any means. That's spelled with, you know, S, dreams and means. Um, Twitter is dream by any means. No S on the dream. And I'm, I'm on Facebook, Ed Doxen, E-D, that's D-O-X-E-N. Um, LinkedIn, Edward Doxen. LinkedIn is my favorite social and um, y'all follow the YouTube channel, Dreams by Any Means Motivation. Um, that's really the biggest plug. I'm going to start producing more visual stuff on there. Um, you could go in there and see some of the visual episodes, some of the audio from the podcast um, that's on there. So, you know, subscribe, like, comment, you know, share it and all that. But Instagram, Dreams by Any Means, that's where you'll get most of the updates with the podcast and whatever I got going on in my life. Got you. So this is episode four of the No Strings podcast, No Strings with Edward Doxon but he's also got us on the video. So for everybody on YouTube, listen to land, you know, search me, <laughs> no, mm -hmm. strings, no strings podcast. I'm on Twitter at, un, at, at Filipino underscore rail. I'm on Instagram at kicks on canvas underscore artistry. Um, I also write articles for medium.com, railsimon.medium.com. Yep. Um, my art website, railsimonart.com. And then um, also, of course, uh, anchor.fm slash uh, no strings with rail, the podcast page. But this is the end of the podcast, and it's been a blast, man. I'm glad you were able to come on out, my guy. Nah, you know, bro. And hanging you and chilling, know, man. This is just great, and this is just history. This is liquid gold right here. Yeah, this 1621. So, <laughs> yeah, Product pretty much. 1621, Pretty much, man. man. All of them. Lorraine and Mrs. Sykes and all of them. Mrs. Crawford. Uh, what was my, my them, lady? Man. Miss Frankie. Miss Frankie. My lady. Uh, Miss Paulette. Man, get off my grass. Mr. Lauren. Man, he was all a them Duke and all blood. of them, man. Sabino, Janelle, everybody, man. Who oh, else we goodness. missing? Tiffany. Well, we can keep going. Jarell and Markel and Cornell and Tata. And Alexis, Shalom, Rashad, Miss Peaches. Peaches, right, 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 right. Oh, oh. Uh, Tyreek, <laughs> man, exactly. Man, everybody, <laughs> and that was our village, man. And they looked out for us for real. Like shout out to the village because that's really what it was. Like you know, one nobody perfect, but man, they was some adults that they they was gonna make sure we was good. And down the street, uh, uh, Mama Tate, Mr. Russell, yeah. Jermaine, Jamal, Pop, Ebony. Hey, man. And people don't know we grew up the street. This is the thing I realized, like, with environment, like, this really affects you. Like, we grew a block away from D.C. jail, 
DC Journal. Well, I was born in DC Journal. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DC Journal. Then DC Journal was they turned into the STD clinic. Yeah. So like, it's just those type of things growing up. Like then literally, homeless shelter. Then it yeah, demolished. Going to the bus stop, bro. Like no lie, bro. Let me let me tell you, it's like you you going to the so let me see. Waking up in the morning. So like I said, I I was on that part of North Fee. So mm-hmm. of course I um uh went to school in North Fee. So I would catch the B two mm-hmm. from my father's side to the North Fee side. And I'm pretty much saying that to say is like, you don't realize the impact uh, that something has on you till you kind of get um, till you kind of get older. You don't realize the impact that something has you till you kind of get older. So you in middle school, you elementary, whatever, you going to the bus stop, or you may be getting around to you know um, to school with your, your by your parents. You seeing people come out of the jail, grace you know gray sweatpants, gray sweatshirt, orange slippers. Um, you know, once it becomes a homeless center, you seeing people out there, uh, mothers out there with their little baby girls, cold, freezing. So like, when when and when I talk about like me having a passion for the community, bro, it's it's through the challenges I went through, yep. but it's also me witnessing the challenges that people around me that was going through and strangers I ain't know. So you know, man, like it, it's a. It's it's just a lot, and to see that neighborhood, you know, the what it is now, man. The way it's uh, DC General gentrified gone. in a sense. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's a yeah. it's it's a different type of thing. So, um, yeah, man, shout out to everybody, sixteen twenty one, man. Yeah, the red man. red door with me and my uh, boys calling that red door, man. The apartment <laughs> apartment A with the with the black carpet. <laughs> this carpet we sitting on. Imagine if we had white socks. Your, your socks would be right. black at the end. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, but. Hey, man, thanks, everyone, for listening to this so, Supersize episode. We will holler at you on the next one. Peace out. Love you all. Thanks and goodbye. Already, Take care. bro. Appreciate you, man. My man. Thank you for listening to the No Strings Podcast with Rel Simon.